0: Um, I was asked to speak by a rabbinical convention to rabbis. And I thought myself, what could be a topic which would be perhaps a topic which not too many people speak about, and which is a substantial topic for a rabbi in a kehillah. So I thought that one has wants to address the role of the rabbi in a kehila, which is like a a a contradiction by itself, because a rabbi in a kehila has a leadership role in order to establish a kehila. When you are, I assume you are in Miami. And you have a kehila from people which want to be a part of your kehila, and they want to be, you uh, know, have a certain structure to the kehila. How much structure is, a religious one, a communal one, a social one, but you have to have a structure. And the rabbi is standing on the top of this institution that he is giving the tone of this institutional structure, which in the end the kehila it's also institution. on the other side, that is, when you are in Chutzloretz, the role of the Rabbi is very much also a personal guidance. That means, the Rabbi, is the one which is exposed to questions, which have a very personal flavor by the people, which they want to have guidance, they want to have insight, they want to have Adroche, you call that. And, In a very general sense, you would say they want to be educated. So that is with a grain of salt, but they want to be educated in a certain way. They want, or whatever it is, or they need to be educated, however, however. Now, over here, the rabbi is facing a problem which... In former times, which it wasn't, at I don't know, I don't know how, what the rabbis did in former times over here in, I think in the out of town community you call that, I don't know why, but the out of town communities, this is a place where the rabbi is the soul, the only one which has the, the religious um, impact on the people. And then he is that educator which gives also the religious or the or the the religious guidance or whatever it is, a lot of times. Uh, first, I'll first to say, chinuch. Um, uh, 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 the definition of chinuch in that sense, when you want is that the person should be able to change his concept of and uh, whatever it is of life, of Yiddishkeit, of Shabbos, of stock or whatever it is, whatever you want to educate a person, he should be able to change the concept he was living with till now. That is what chinuch is about, especially adult chinuch. We don't speak about children's chinuch that way you teach olive base or things like this. There, that's not the case that you have to educate that he should know olive base and beforehand he didn't know, so that's not the point. But in an adult education, every person which comes to you has a certain idea about what's right and wrong, what has to be done and what doesn't have to be done. Education has this ingredient that you want the person that you should be able to see things are slightly different than what he thought. Now, in former, uh, whenever, now, whenever I speak to you, let's let's say I speak to you. <laughs> I speak to you, or I speak to anyone. Uh, always there is one is a cop. Now you want to be the corpse of this droshe. Never mind. So I speak to you. I speak to you. Then I want. Then I want you to understand what I want from you. But now there's a tricky point inside. To be careful. It's a very tricky point, because when you do understand immediately, that means it doesn't rub you the wrong way. With other words, it will not change your concept of anything. That's right. A person which understands immediately, that's like the dream student. He understands everything and he's accepting everything immediately. But that's only impossible because it doesn't, hit somewhere where he thinks I have an opinion and le- excuse me, my opinion is different than yours. Thanks. Yeah? So a too quick of an acceptance or a nodding the head or saying we're for sure that's good this is a thing which doesn't work in Hiruch. Yeah? I know we don't think so much much like this. You think the dream student is someone which in in French, I don't know, you know French? In French, you call that Benny Oui Oui, you know? Someone which always says, yes, yes, for sure. Thank you. It's exactly what I want. Yes. Uh, That doesn't do anything to the person. Because whenever it would hit him somewhere where... He already has an opinion. Then we have to klall when you want like this. Das teure das balebatim, or however you want to say that. That means the teure always comes and says things are slightly different than what you thought beforehand. Otherwise you wouldn't need teure, that's right. Why, the, why Hashem has to say something when you are perfectly in tune with, them, with that before he said it. So he doesn't have to say anything when you are in tune beforehand. That's right. That, that's clear. That's a Gemara in Kiddushin. That's right. The Gemara in Kiddushin says, "Goli ve'adulif the misho ama ba'oyah That the ben mechabit the mother more than the father. He's honoring the mother more than the father. That's why the Torah says, "Kabed and "Goli ve'adulif the misho that the, that the child has more fear from the father than from the mother. And that's why the Torah says, So you see, Torah always rubs you the wrong way. That's right. When Torah comes with "kibud in which that's the most natural thing, which you think it's the most natural feeling a person could have, but when the Torah speaks about that, the Torah speaks slightly different than what you would think by yourself. And that's a klal, then that is where Chinuch is happening. Now, you are, as a rabbi, dealing with the community members. One of the most, um, the things you want the most, is that people should accept what you say. That's right. And that makes it very difficult that you should present an idea which people will say, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. That makes it very difficult. So education really, in the real sense, in a Kehila, is a very difficult endeavor. It's a very difficult endeavor because you will have to tell people things which they are challenged by that. Former times in yeshivas, this problem was mastered by the big Mechanchim in a way that they presented contradictory ideas to the students the Alt von Sobotka made that, Rabiruch made that, one day he said, that's the right way to do, and then a week later he says, the opposite, 180 degrees, it, that is the right, right way to do. And it's, it was like bewildering, you know, as manachon, you know, what is right? Uh, excuse me, you, you have to think yourself, and you have to understand, things are slightly deeper than your first understanding. That was the education which happened to, which took place in Yeshiva. When you would work like this in a Kehila, your Kehila would turn over Meshuge, yeah, because they wouldn't have a clear Line. Akilah wants a clear line. Akhila wants something which is really clear and very understandable. Most the best thing, which would be when you would have a, a clear slogan over your door, and that is the expression of what you want. I'm always asked by people, could you say in one sentence what is the main point in whatever you want? And my general answer is. Is when it is expressible in one sentence, it's absolutely superficial, and I will not answer this question. That's what I say. Yeah? But when you have a kehila, this is like a thing you would cherish, and I understand you have nothing against because this is the problem of a kehila that a kehila wants to have a clear kav, a clear message, a clear um, uh, way. Of approaching things, which is I can identify with that, I feel comfortable with it. That's why I'm a part of the Kela. And then chinuch is very difficult. Okay, so this is a difficulty, and there is an inside difficulty which I won't don't want to go into that because I am not working on the on the on the inner field. But there has to be a, a difficulty in that itself, that once in a while when you have a person ask you a question and you want to answer him, you are not knowing when he would go and make that a big, a big peer a big a public, a public announcement in the community that the rabbi told me that now, now for you now, in your pressurized situation, davening is not... It's now. It's it's enough when you say one broche in the shmona That could be once you have a person with OCD, you know, and he comes to you and he is not able to downright write or whatever it is, and then you say you say him something which is interesting, yeah. But you never want that he should go and write that on the wall in your Madrash, Medrash. Otherwise, other people would say, wow, that's a good idea. You know, it's a great idea. I also want to daven ask quick. And then your kehile and the davening in the kehile would go down. And that's you don't want. So that is the same thing. That means there are chinuch questions which are there and the person has to develop. And you, as a as a rabbi, which also wants to have a clear kav in your in your ke'ila, this is a big uh, problematic situation. How are you educating people? Now, I want to say, I want to say, um, uh, and, uh, I want to uh, to say two points, which I think that we. All of us, I myself, have a tremendous benefit from that approach. And I think all of us could have a tremendous benefit from these two points, which I try to bring up now, which could make it possible to educate a person. Also, in a rabbinical setup, it doesn't make, doesn't make a difference. The first thing is, we have to understand that one of the biggest Uh, uh, works which a person is doing that when he is teaching Torah is that he translates deep thoughts of Torah to a person which is not holding where he is holding it's a question of translation now a question of translation means that the message is not distorted and not diluted Only the message comes through. But you translate that. You translate that message to a person which a person afterwards can understand what is meant. Only it is exactly what you yourself hold in your own heart. That this is the main point in Yiddishkeit or the main point in Shabbos. But now you translate that to a person. I had it now. A person which he came to me, that is a translation, for example. He came to me and he very much is able to be identifying with any content only when he thinks about the content himself. That means he has a character trait, which he is, is opposite to what you want, that he should receive from you wisdom. He very much wants to learn, but he has to have his own opinion. Yeah? He has to be, perhaps you meet once a person like this, that he is not, he is listening to your shiurim, but he always has to say something, till you understand, it's not because he's such a tremendous Balgaive, and not because he doesn't want to listen to you, and not because he wants to disrupt your shiurim, no. It's because his way of identifying with an idea is that he has his own thoughts about that. There are people which are not like this, again, this is perhaps not a dream talmud. It's not a dream talmud. It's a talmud which makes troubles, but it's absolutely legitimate that a person should function like this. Now, I was able to relate to the guy because I myself have this pro has have this problem too. I have that problem, not exactly like this. I can very much receive from a person, but in the end. I have to deal with the information myself. Otherwise, I can't identify with that. I can't only receive and then repeat what I'm told. I have to work with that myself. Now, what the person told me was hilarious. He sent me a pshat. It's not a pshat, you know. He sent me some hilarious idea about something in Torah, which when I would be a good rabbi, I would simply jump and and scream at him. You know? So I didn't jump, I didn't scream at him, but what did I do? So now, now that's the point, you have to translate, you have to educate the person, you have to translate into his world. Now, the point is, I tried to emphasize to him, right, I see by you that you are able to identify with the information only when you think by yourself. He said, Yes. And no, I, I didn't say never. I I told him in the in the in the in the discussion. I told him you know when I would be a rabbi, a classical rabbi, and you would talk, you would tell me that pshat about Rivko Imein, what he said. I would simply I would or I would. Shut the phone immediately, or I would scream at you. You are a, a pikeiras. You are you are a megaloponim by Torah Baloch. It's not right. It's not a megaloponim by Torah Sholay So the film cat came upon him. It's very gornish, you know. It's very gornish. Very wrong. It's it's against everything. It was full blown nothing, you know. No, I don't have to tell him that. I do not I have to translate to him what he is identifying with. So I told him, okay, don't take, you want to have a collection to it, Yes. And he is, um, uh, I can't say it, you will not know the guy. Uh, he is over here in Miami. That's a, that's a common thing. He was fluent mostly in Spanish. So I asked him, how does he daven? So he said, the rabbis told me that even though I don't really understand Hebrew language, but the tikkunim in the worlds are really made by all, these Hebrew words, and I have to daven in Hebrew, so I daven in Hebrew even I don't understand a dime. Okay, so it is. I also read the Nevesha and there he says Alpha the Le but the real thing is made when you say it Loshna Kedush. But uh, this person obviously doesn't hold by by saying it B'Lo So I told him, no, take the translation. Of the Tefilat. Now, I didn't go for Shmona Esa. I said, take Adoy Take Adoy Neulom. That's a real text which is for the Goinim. Perhaps I don't, We don't know exactly for who it is. But Adoy That's a, yeah, it's a, it's a. It's not an Sheknes Adoy So okay, you take Adoy You translate it. There are good translations for that. I know that in German there's a very good translation for Adoy from someone, I don't tell you from who, and, uh, but, uh, but you can translate it into, into, into Spanish, whatever you want, and then you think about that, and you have some idea there, please write me. So, I tried to educate him, but I tried to go down to him, but I didn't, I didn't validate his stand in Tehran. no, no. That's, that's a danger. You want to be close to him, and you want to make that he should feel good. Then you, th- you have to say, what you do is great. No, what you do is not great. The Koyach, which is behind that, is great. You have to be a London. The Koyach behind what's going on is great. And I want to educate you in that Koyach. But I don't now relate to your keeping Shabbos, saying him in Torah. That's not my point. My point, I want to make that happen, that you would be connected to Torah in your own way. And your own way is legitimate. Where do I know that from? You know what? Because I also suffer from that. I also have this problem that I have to think myself. But I had the chance that I was able to hear big rabbis and I was able to deal with real information. But he didn't have that. So let's begin. So let's begin somewhere where it's definitely parve. is parve. So now let's begin there, and you work with yourself. So now I did not legitimize any pshat in Torah, which is full-blown up upikoyles. I didn't legitimize anything. I only listened carefully. What is the koyach behind what he comes to me? And with that koyach, I tried to do something, educate him there. You know, educate him there. That it, uh, this is always happening. I, I had, now you over here have other kehilas, but I was in, I had people from from uh, Mexico City, you know, where, or perhaps you have that too. I don't know whether over here you have Balichuva or things like this in your kehila. When you have a Balichuva in the kehila once in a while, the husband is quicker than the wife, or the wife is quicker than the husband. And now, Yontef begins, you know? That's just the beginning of the Yontef. So, what do you do now? Okay, what do you, what do, you do now? Well, once in a while, you have to take the one which goes quicker, even though such a Benalia. is unbelievable. But you see, it doesn't fit the family. You have to make him br- make him stop a little bit, you know? It's against what you want, you know. I the and he's already holding there. But you understand that when that will go further on, the family will will be disrupted. That happens once in a while in Miami too. Yeah, it happens? Good. So that that ha- so what do you do then? But you can't really say take off that. You have to make an emphasis of the köyach, or of the hashibas, of Sholem bais. You have to make an emphasis of Mochke Hashem on Sholombais. And then you have to be careful that you're not Matir, Eiser, Deir or whatever, explicitly. Only you say, you have to think about the argosha of the other person, and you work on that, and that's where you will grow with the time things will develop. And that's what happened. People there were not one couple, more than one, which came from exactly that background, which which both came from a non non-From uh, background, and, but the one was quicker than the other, and then the other one was very much putting brakes, you know, didn't want that. And then the point is not you go to convince the other one or you go tell him, never mind, it's not for you. No, it's everything for you. But there is another köyach or another important thing in... Torah going on, which that important thing in Torah Mitzvah is so important that put the emphasis on that. There is your Aliyah. And now you educated him because he himself thought for sure the Aliyah in Torah Mitzvah is by making more diktuk in Shabbos. And suddenly you tell him, no, your life tells you that your Aliyah in Torah Mitzvah is more Putting an emphasis on this being close one with the other in a Ruchnis sense, not simply be close one to the other, that the Ruchnis is close one to the other, and there is your Aliyah. You are changing his mind in Teure. And then you have, that's not the problem. You can be a rabbi, you can be, then you can be a rabbi, and the guy can even tell that to the people. Can even tell that to the people, say, the rabbi made a big thing out of relating to other people in Teirah, then you would be happy with that, you know, because you didn't explicitly say, no, be mechal, Shabbos, never mind. You only put the emphasis on this köyach, which is there. That means that you are a London. That means you have to to evaluate, evaluate right what can be there, which köyach, what is the thing which is going on that wasn't so easy for me by this guy which wanted to learn by himself or think by himself in the beginning by me on the over the phone it was over you know where you speak once a while that you see one the other in a very flat way you know so i saw him in a very flat way and um, and i spoke with him and in the beginning i, I was speechless you know i was speechless that schnitz zu glauben you know it's, it's I, I would, inside, I, would, I have to make like this. I can't tell you, I, it's over here, I can't tell you what the guy told me, you know. I can't tell that in any normal-based matters, you know. and That he has no problem, tells me that Stuss, and I have now to react. I can't say very nice. No, no, it's not nice at all, you know. But I say I hear that you really want to think yourself. Yes, I didn't validate the Pshat. Huh? so let's think yourself by Adoin Olo I didn't do anything wrong over here I didn't validate anything but I, and I went where he is and I tried to be Mechanechim in a way that he is able to grow slowly the way he is and I'm not tampering with my position as a Haredi Rabbi the way I am second, that's the first this is one of the biggest alias which you have by yourself this translating this that you think, how is a an, an, an a concept expressed in a in a place where the place is far from when, where I'm holding how can I express a concept there yeah it's not diluting anything it's expressing a concept in a place where the other person is there yeah. Not in your place, or a place by the other, and then you have to be a London. where is holding what are these characters which are going on, and then I try to emphasize that Meile or that thing which I see, and then I can translate into into that realm yeah into that realm that 's the first uh, there, um, there is a I, I have till 20 to 1, I understand. No, 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 okay. There, there is one other point, which I want only to, to show you, which is um, a point which is very important for yourself, for myself too. Um, when you speak like this to people, which are not in your, 100% in your wavelength, and you speak to them, the Rokeach, wrote the big Sefer, the Sefer HaGodl, ro-ke-ach, eh, the uh, Rokeach HaGodl, and there's a which is Kuloy, a Sefer Musa, and one of the lines of the Rokeach is, lahak Betreira, or Lahek Betreira, you should have a Higoyen, a understanding of Teira, Bechol L'Vovcho. Why do you have to understand the Teira with my Yei I have to love the B'roilom with my Yei but why do you have to understand our problem with Torah is that we learn Torah only with our or Teuf and then everything is very much understandable but the Yetzir is standing on the side and he's laughing, you know and he says, okay, the Etzah the etzatera understand, but then after this nice shield, I'm coming in, and then the HR comes, and he didn't hear anything, because he didn't use his language. You were not used to translate a deep thought into another language, and the HR will never understand it. Yeah? A classical thing over here in America is, when I come to you, most probably there are rabbis, which speak to you like this, and they say, I can tell you, people spoke like this to Gvirim in Mexico, which, uh, uh, which they were not able to read, really Hebrew, or things like this. And then they said, you know, the, all of the assets in Olam Hase, all of the money, it's all Hevel volume, it's worth nothing. What hast du you know? But that means you speak to the Yitzchak Tov. The Yitzchak Tov says, yeah, "For sure, the Eilam Hazeh is in Goren is Hevel Avolim, Hakel hovel. But the moment you go out of the door, the Yitzchak comes back, and then the Eilam Hazeh is the most beautiful place for sure. You never taught your Yitzchak hore that that Eilom is Hevel Avolim. You have to teach your Yitzchak hore. That's a big work. When you are you when uh, you you are fostering your own skill that you translate Torah without diluting it to a place which is not your home turf, you will be able to translate teire into a language which Yetzirah is understanding. It's one of the most important things you could do. And we don't do that. Yeah? We, don't, we don't speak to our Yetzirah. We speak to our Yetzirah. But you have to be lag be b'chol levovcho. We are both Yitzorim. And both Yitzorim have to have a higoyan in Teireh, the Yitzor too, because the Yitzor has to understand. I can show you how that works. I, mean, I don't want to do it to you, but I can show you how it works. How, how much Yitzor doesn't understand, you know? I did it with people, younger people, which were in, in, in Yerushalayim, not in here. I asked them whether you want to be a Gvir. And they said, for sure, I want to have money. So I, I described how that works, you know. When you're a real gvir, you don't have a day and night and you hear all, hear all the chorus and you're never sure whether someone is your friend because of your money or because of yourself and you're very lonely and you are, you're, 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 it's a terrible life. And he said, wow, wow. And after I finished the sentence, I said, do you still want to be a gvir? Yes, for sure. <laughs> because that doesn't do anything, you know. That's a big work of Hevel HaVolim. It's a big work. It's an unbelievable work that you should be able to speak to your You speak to your you, but then you can illustrate that in a very nice way. The moment afterwards, gone, you know. It's not there. It doesn't stay. I can't do that with every Yetzirah. I don't want to To I do quite, with this illustration. You could do it with anything. Anything. You would say the most beautiful argumentation and unbelievable such a Higoyen but the moment the argumentation ends the Yetzar stays because you didn't speak his language when you're able to translate Teuchon of Teureh you'll be able to speak the language of the Yetzar too that's a very important thing for us that means your own Aliyah is included in that what we speak now it's not only to be educated for people it's only to be educated by myself the, the second point which I want to emphasize is that as a rabbi, again, when people come to you, and they come to you with a perhaps you know what's going on, you know the case, and you have you are, you, you are speaking with them, and you, you try to speak with them, you are preparing yourself. When it's a difficult thing, you are preparing yourself with your assumptions, and you come and put up the sleeves and the couple, or the people are sitting now, I had that not, not long ago, uh, they, are sp- they are sitting there and they speak with you, and you are all prepared for this terrible situation to react in the right way. But this could be very much off track, because it could be that what they really want is something entirely else, and something very important in Teure too, but in another other field that you prepared and that is a thing which we need. We not only have to be a London in how we can translate thing, things. We have to be a London how to listen to people in order to educate them. And then, when you are a London, how to listen to them, then you see sugis coming up, which are so broad and so big, that you can definitely say something which doesn't cross any line of Aloha, but is simply an acceptance and a reaching out your hands to this person which needs your help, which that's the main thing he has to have. I give you an illustration that was by me, that the couple, which uh, the ch- has a child with a, re- uh, uh, a, a sickness reoccurred, which is a very dangerous sickness, it's a very, very dangerous sickness, reoccurred a young child and they wanted to speak with me. I I had to go to them and they wanted to speak with me. Okay? Now, I am all... I worked out my push-ups at home, you know, because I clear. clear. It's a child of Betochen. It's a child of Istadlis, It's a child of how to approach this whole thing. And I made a whole preparation, how to say that, and it was so tense, and I was so into that, that I have to find the right words in talking, to speak with them, and we sat down, and I began to speak. They they told me, look, I think there's, a, there's over here a picture, there's a natural course which doesn't go away, the natural course when medicine wouldn't be so developed, the natural course of this disease would be that the baby takes the child, that's a natural thing which happens, you yeah. Uh, that stays. Only there is another possibility that the medicine should help. So don't go only for one side of the picture. You have to you know, understand both sides are here. Whenever you treat it, once a person which has such a disastrous situation in his family, there is a big tendency to, to to concentrate only one side, and that's very dangerous. The like real bit is I am a hand of the biraolom, and the biraolom is guiding both sides. You know? Yeah, he is The biraolom is. Everywhere. In the good side and in the bad side, the problem is everywhere. So that's what I tried to say. I said it and said, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, okay, finita la commedia. I I didn't prepare anything else, you know? But they still wanted to speak to me. So I had to listen. No, I have to listen. This I didn't know. I thought I have to speak. No, I have to listen. And I had to listen. And then came that... That they spoke the way they treated, and the the mother said that she really has no time for the for the other children. They have, they have, I think six children. For the other five, she really doesn't have the time. Only uh, <coughs> like two hours by night, and then sitting on the couch. But she can't keep up the, the family because she's so busy with this child. When she has to go to treatment all the time, and the father also has to go, and then he learns in Cleveland, he has to go. And then I, I said, hmm. There is a the the picture is wrong over here. You think you both have the same tough kid in the family. The tough kid now is to care for the for the sick child. No the father has a tough kid to care for the sick child, and they told the father. You know, your tough case is now to care for the sick child. You learn that also when you want from Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was davening for Miriam. Keil no reform no lo. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu said. Yeah? Could you imagine the beetle Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu for these five words, which he said, and now wasn't ready for Nouveau. He was not ready for Nouveau. Yeah, daven. that's right. It's written in the Torah, I understand. But yeah, daven. no? But Moshe Rabbeinu is there to speak to the Birolum. These five words of Moshe Rabbeinu, No, Reform, No, law." is as much as you are battling straight two years in order to deal with a sick person. Okay, let's be realistic, you know? Moshe Rabbeinu, five words... Is like you, two years or twenty years straight dealing with a sick person. Clear? Yeah? That's it. So it's before learning Torah, Because So you don't, perhaps you don't have to do and, but, and you have to t- take care of your child. That's what you have to do. But the mother has to take care of the family. The tough gift of the mother is not care, taking care of the child. She's not a metapal. She has to keep up the family. You know, and just imagine you have a, you know that, you have a child which is not well, and then you die for the child, and then the other children are deprived of attention, and after a year or two, the child will be okay, the way you are okay, and then, but the other five are, so, you never had such a case where the parents afterwards said, what would we do, you know, what did we do? We drove ourselves in sugar, and then, but the other children... They were deprived. No, no, no. You have to keep up the family. No. And then she said, but I don't, I want to be moist on My husband should be able to learn. Ah, to merit. what are you telling me? That's what you want? You deprive your husband from a place that Borello gave him to grow. Because now he can grow in caring for another person. He is going through a very hard school that he has to care for another person, which that takes preference over learning. Don't be this big tzadekis, which he, she is the superwoman, which makes that the husband can learn and curl the whole day, even though he had such a disastrous situation at home, and his wife was such an asia's that she really kept up the whole family. You all would say that's great. That's right. Huh? Great, huh? Great, huh? Good for a safe for the corn, but not, not good for reality, you know? It's good for a book, but not good for reality. No, no, no. The reality demands now that he has to work on caring for a person. That's his aliyah. And what does she do? She's, she is an obstacle in his growth, because his growth is now somewhere else, not the whole life. But as long as this is going on, that's his growth. Please don't interfere with that. And you now find a way how you are keeping up the family and he's taking care of the child. Wow. So this is, I changed. You see, I changed the, the thought process of the couple but by listening to them. I had to listen to them. Because from my side, that was not prepared. damevin I wasn't prepared for that one. I was very much prepared for that. that you know we are going to be talking chasnish and you know we are in good hands, but you don't know how it will be. And then the whole picture and blah, 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 a whole drosha. And it was so tense and I had such a I, I came out couldn't sleep, you know. I came out couldn't sleep, but it was so tense like me that I have to do that. And how do I speak to them? And I have to go to them because they have to be together with the child. So 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 and, just get off your pedestal, you call that, you know, just get off the podest, you know, don't be a pulpit rabbi, come down, on the same height as the people, and just, and listen to them, and suddenly you see, something else, there's something else entirely going on, not what you prepared, and then you can really, reach out to, to the people, in a way, which is relevant to them, when you listen to them, and then, always there is a place where you can present the help which is very much also in sync with you, with your, with your Kehile. Again, you, you are trying to help the person but you're trying to help the person really to educate them through that, that you are listening the way we said beforehand and through that, that you are translating Teure into the situation the other person is in. Those are the two things which I see that this is a big work for us. It's a big, big work because translating Torah is not an easy thing. Diluting Torah, that's very easy. You can dilute Torah now, the teure homeopathy, I don't know whether there is such a store. You can buy homeopathic teure, you know, dilute it in water till, in, till it's indistinguishable, and then it's all the same and all good, it all goes down, and that's why you feel you have to guide your healer, because the kehile has always to accept what you say. You are under tremendous pressure that you can't have a kehile which says you know. The killer has to say yes, but the Kehila can say yes when you translate Tehira, not only dilute. Diluting Tehira, that's something which is very much against my I—that's I, I, that, that bothers me tremendously. No, Tehira is not a thing you dilute. You translate it. It stays the message, but in a way that the person with his Kehila in his place can eat it. So that is what you have to do. Then you can educate your Kehila too. And the other one is that you have to listen. And listening process is not so easy because you are I, I know if I, I say you, I mean myself. I, I told you about a story about myself. I myself was very, very uh, preoccupied from my assumptions, and I really went into this whole meeting with all of my assumptions at once, and it took an effort to be quiet. And to listen and then to see the picture is entirely different, and then you have to react quickly. Then that's a thing you have to grow in that you have to react quickly in that sense that you have something to say about the new situation which was unexpected. You could also say come again or, or later, but you have to relate. This is another thing which only that takes a minute. I could say afterwards too. Um, this is a thing which you have to get uh, your your your. Um, members of the community, you have to get used to that, that you are allowed to think. Yeah? And they will be happy that you think about them. In today's society, in a television society, you are not allowed to think. You know, you ask the most complicated question and then you immediately have to have an answer, you know? I don't know how the current president is functioning. This I don't know how he gives answers, so I don't want to go into that. But, uh, but uh, normally, when you had, let's like, say, Obama's Zeiten, you know, okay, then, there, the guy was definitely intelligent and definitely had a good sprach, uh, you know, he knew knew how to speak, that he got the Nobel Prize for, for speaking. So, so, uh, so, so, when you ask him a question, that an answer. you know, that you can't broadcast that, you know. Mr. President, what should you do in this case? And then he says, two days thinking. And then Mr. President, what do you do? One day thinking. He would be ice president after half a day, you know. Just gone, that's right. But that is the normal thing. You have to think, you know. And I feel that over and over when people ask me a question and I say, rega. And then I begin to think, and then I feel the pressure is building up by the other guy. He's saying, what does Leuchter now do? You know? And then I have to say, rega, rega, because I feel that they are, what is going on now? There is quietness, and I want that someone should speak over you. No, you have to take the comfort that you may think. And you have to think about the, the problem, especially when you hear something new. You have to think about that. And this will make them much more connect to you because they feel you think about them, you understand them, you reach out to them really without diluting anything. Only listen well to where they are and then you can relate to that point also in a very intelligent way. So those are the two things I want you to say on this topic, How a Rabbi Can Be an Educator. You can't imitate the old educators in yeshivas. That does not work. Yeah, that's nonsense, because you have to guide the kehila, you know. And there, there, they treated them. Um, oh, perhaps you may, I, I, I did, even I may not say that a good mice is almost good, you know. Rabbi let's say the altar, von slobotka. Perhaps you know that from him. but Ruchem, do you know that so much? Rabbi uh Rab Chaim, I heard that Meise, that Reb Chaim Stutzina, Rab Chaim Shmulevitz was about to be a Rosh Yeshiva. And when we make a new Rosh Yeshiva, all the Rabbonim of the of the area are coming into the Yeshiva and they make one big line. And the new Rosh Yeshiva is in the middle and they all go in and they go like this to the Mizrach and Reb Chaim goes up. The one there go to this side of the mizrach, and the one behind go to that side of the mizrach, and then he says Lord, That's the way you make a roshyve. Now the good lamdonim mm-hmm. of Mir Shiva Rabbi Balin, Rabbi Shlomo Malin, Rabbi Yehuda Minsker, they said, "Chaim Shmulevich, I'll say, am going Ich I'm going. You know, I just disappear from that. Okay. So Rabbi Rois, Rabbi Ruchem heard that, heard that. They want to go out. And Rabbi Rucham went in with the whole shura, and he was the last in the shura, and he was standing by the door. So now Rabbi Yeruchim stands by the door. And now everyone went in, the room stays there. Now Lady gets up, looks around, and sees Rabbi Yeruchim stands there. Now you can't go out now, you know? So he stayed in. Good. Very good. That's right. Next day, Rabbi Rucham, after after Shachis, once again, he said the shmuz, Next day, he screamed at them. He said it in Yiddish, and you know, I say it in English. He said, children, you decided you don't have a toiles from the Shia. That's why you want to leave. So what when it's not geschmack?" That's what he said. Now, just imagine when they would leave, they wouldn't survive that one, you know. So what was the right thing to do? That's the way they educated it. According to all of the people over here, all the Mira Yeshiva Bochim should be mentally ill because they got, they got messages which are contradictory. Huh? Nachon? That's the way you educate it. You can't, you can't educate a Kehila like this. Your Kehila will fall apart immediately, you know? They educated with iron fists and they said things which you had to think about and you have to digest them and then you grew through that. You can't do that you have to say something clear. But please, you can't say something clear which is immediately digestible. Then you didn't educate at all. Yeah? Because education means it's not the way you think. So you can't say a thing which is immediately digestible. That doesn't educate. But how do you do that as a rabbi? So those are the two kalim which I thought. Translation and listening. Those are two kalim. Most probably there are, no, there are more. I am not... I'm not knowledgeable about it. I thought about these two. But I think it's a big topic we have to think because you all want to make a Kehila, which we have, to make them grow and not stay the same all the year through. Okay? That's what I wanted to say. At Khan, I'm over time. 11 minutes. What shall I do? But I think I began five minutes late. That's right? So it's only six minutes. At Khan. <laughs>